I feel like I'm I'm just using I'm abusing technology just to to make a business. Uh, so like uh, the with software, think about like software. It's uh you can make copies of it, right? And it doesn't cost you anything. Welcome to Twenty Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. Welcome everyone to episode 234. We have with us today Stephen Blum, Chief Technology Officer of PubNub. Stephen is the CTO of PubNub and invests in AI and API companies. PubNub provides real-time communication infrastructure for telemedicine apps, online learning, on-demand delivery, shared Peloton exercise experiences, and more. They built a replicated multi-POP real-time data stream network written in C for reliability and speed. Combining artificial intelligence and petabytes of data marks an advantage over AI companies with less data. Stephen Blum, thank you for joining me on 20 Minute Leaders. It's been almost seven years since we worked together last through the Hacking Generation Y company that I ran. How are you? So good. Amazing. That was the same response yeah. you gave me seven years ago. So I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad that even though so much has changed in the end, you're being consistent. So I just love that, Stephen. You're the chief technology officer of PubNub. I'm, ex- I'm incredibly excited to learn more about what what you guys are doing uh, and diving into some of the things that really make you excited about the technology you're developing. But before that, I always love starting with the journey of the entrepreneur. And the journey of the leader, because you have a phenomenal journey. You've worked at quite a few companies as, as lead, as senior developer, and and, and uh, architecture. So tell me a little bit about what you're what you're passionate about, and and take me all the way back to your college days. How do you get excited about technology to the point where you are now? Oh wow, yeah, uh, it's a lot. It's, 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 it's a, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, really, it's, really, it's all about that means to an end. So technology, sure, it's great. And it can get you to where you want to go from, from what gets me excited. What really excites me is that business model, right? I'm really attracted to that really? business model. A way to like, yeah, attract you don't repeatable. Hear, you don't business. hear that so much from chief technology officers, right? Hmm. Yeah, so that's actually a good point. And uh, I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm just using, I'm abusing technology just to, to make a business. Uh, so like I, the, with software, think about like software. It's a, uh, you can make copies of it right. and it doesn't cost you anything, right? right? <laughs> I like that idea. That means production costs are pretty dang low. Right. So how can we make that a business? Uh, and then how can we make that easily consumable? If you just press a button and you magically get, say, PubNub, for example, that's like the best possible business because it's like money in, easy, oh, no problem. Uh, and it takes a little bit more than that. Like with a, with a co- company like PubNub, there, um, there's, of course, that freemium model. Right? right. So it's like gives you gives you the taste, make sure that it's what you're looking for and gets you that aha moment. Oh, wait a second. I didn't know that's something that could be done. Like that's that's like that's what one of my challenges is trying to educate the market saying this is something that you can do. And especially now with you know, a lot of the work from home, we've seen a massive increase in, in sure. our graph or our traffic. Yeah. Okay, so since it's, we started uh, on PubNub, what what is PubNub? What service are you providing, and what is that aha moment that you're referring to that people already in the freemium model are getting? Ah, uh, yeah. So this, uh, so we're we're a, a communications platform that allows uh, multiplayer gaming or delivery or Peloton bike experiences where you're shared in a classroom. 
uh, and uh, there's just so many things. Like we have delivery services that use us, so it tracks the map, uh, the car on the map as it's going by. Like how how close is my Chipotle order? I'm hungry. I want it. I need it now. So that that's the kinds of things that we we take care of, and we do it really. We're better than everyone else doing it. And uh, we've got, we're actually the world record holders actually. in the largest online events. Yes. Well, what, what does that mean? Tell me about the, these world record holder holdings. Uh, for the largest number of concurrent uh, audience members in history, in human history, we hold uh, for sporting events in a subsidiary of Disney, uh, we, we powered their telev- televised event and millions, tens of millions of viewers we're all connected with this shared experience and powered through power through our network. This sort of like a nice little badge of honor that we have Steven, that we've achieved over the years. You're sitting either at home if it's COVID or in your office if it's the regular life. And in real time, you have tens of millions of people that are getting their data, getting their uh, their experience through PubNub. And it's a technology that you're responsible for. You are the leader of it. You are you're you're holding the technology stack, right? How, is that scary? Is that fun? Oh, it's it's uh it's exciting. There's just so much. There's, but it's also a little like you're saying, scary. Mm, yeah, because we we actually power uh we power airports and the fueling of planes, and we make phones ring and. Uh, really important messages they go through the system and we can't lose them like if we if we lose them some catastrophe is awaiting and if <laughs> like some big like we have and we have to keep the innovating right we have to keep soccer moving so we have to build a system right that is able to be updated while not dropping a single message wow that's hard that's scary. That's challenging, and this—that's like that's what we're—that's what we're doing, and that's what we're really good at. You—you you, you mentioned the term uh, educating the market before. Actually, a lot of the things that you've been referring to in this talk so far, I, I feel like I—I I think that I've you know been learning through all these different entrepreneurial courses at Stanford or venture capital courses or entrepreneurial courses and Andreessen Horowitz articles, and you've condensed it into your PubNub journey, which I think is just inspiring. What what is educating the market to you, and how did you need to educate the market to get PubNub to where it is today? So it's a it's it's the same it's the same challenge with every company. You no, know, it doesn't really matter if you have like a very specific product or sort of a horizontal communications network like mm-hmm. we have. The challenge is finding a way to communicate with a specific industry and use case. Okay. Right. So how I was describing the car on the map, right. That's going through, you can see how close your Chipotle order is. You need to, you need to have those stories. You need to relay them in a digital fashion in a way that's consumable for your audience, right. Your target right. audience. Right. That's, that's like the hardest part. And it also feels, it feels scary to do that yeah. because now you're sig you're like siloing your market and it's like, but we're only going to capture this level of revenue. And then it's like, but what about all this other sea of revenue over here? You're leaving it on the on the table. Actually, no, you're you're not because you you're going to laser focus and you're going to nail that target. You're going to get those customers to that aha moment. You're going to be able to bring in more qualified leads, and, and then you can take that pattern. This is a cool part. This is the part I love. I love this. You can repeat it. You can repeat that pattern and go after all the rest of those industries and all those markets. And and win at a at a much better rate, and that's that's critical. You have to do that 
verticalization? So from what I understand, a lot of the majority of people fail at that laser focused part, right? So they have, they may have a good product, they may have a good idea, they have a good sense of the market, but they fail to have that laser focus. And I'm, and I'm thinking back to a, a first run article about superhuman, where they talk about how they how they nailed down on their on their target market and and really were laser focused. What was that experience like for you? How do you become laser focused on a specific sub market of the sub market? Uh, tr- tr- it's it's trial and error, but also it's there's there's a bigger there's a bigger hurdle. It's ourselves. It's ourselves because yeah. convincing ourselves to do it, of course, is is the biggest is the biggest challenge. And we're we're a big team, right? And a lot of folks are responsible for getting those those key those key metrics successful, right? We got to tar- we have targets and goals, and we have to hit those. And then if you just focus on one particular area, uh oh, it might not. It's it's worrisome. So trying to like get us all on the same page to do that. That's been the number one challenge. I love it's the that. hardest problem. I love it's it. The hardest problem. Steven, take me back ten years. You're starting out uh, PubNub. What, what was that like? Tell me the tell me that the the founding story of PubNub. Uh, so always always been entrepreneurial, right? My uh, my my family, my grandfather, they owned a local a local business Beautiful. in in the city, and they sold you know uh, pipe fittings and uh, and other types of utility utility uh, systems. That, that, uh, I don't know if that inspired me or ingrained me into just being, oh, this is the way it needs to be. <laughs> we just have a business and you go for it. And wow. finding like an approach that's always had that, always had that desire. Uh, wrote, so with PubNub, just uh, was like, ooh, this is a new way. Here's a problem. Making, I need, I want this phone over here, this, this phone, like, I want this phone to talk to that thing over there. And I want it to be as easy as possible. How can I make that possible? How can I do that? Well, I didn't know much about networking. I didn't know really? much about, yeah. I was like, I was like, it was like, how, how can I make that easy? Okay. Uh, I need to learn about this. I need to learn about Linux kernel APIs. I need to learn about networking pass. What is an ethernet frame? What is, uh, what does it look like? On, what's a TCP tuple, right? Can we do UDP? What is that? What is even that? Right. So I had to figure all that stuff out. I didn't, I didn't know. I just, and, but I wanted to be, I wanted it to be the best, right? I wanted it to have like I, all these technologies out there that allowed you to do communication had limitations, right? Like, uh, like the AT&T network, they have so much hardware because the software has limited. I'm like, I want, I don't want that limit. I don't want my, when I make phone ring across the world, I don't want it to wait three seconds because it has to go through all these switching boards. I want it to do, as soon as you press your finger on the phone, <laughs> the call button, I want it to ring on the other side. Like that's, that's what my goal was. So like having, having that objective for like high quality and efficient, and then just being able to sell it as well without having any overhead. That was, that was the goal. It's like creating a business that could do that and get people really excited. And then I could take it and then show people how cool it was on every single possible use case. That was that was the vision, that was the driver. So I'm going back to the beginning, you're saying the technology for you as the chief technology officer is a means to an end. You're, you're really excited about it, the impact that you're able to make, whether it's connecting tens of millions of people and a single point in time or over the span of 10 years, really educating the market and becoming a market leader in, 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 in this multiplayer communication. So back then, when you're talking about, you know, Figuring out TCP, UDP, Ethernet frames, 
I mean, that's complicated stuff. That's not the, uh, the stuff that the average person will just, you know, on their Friday night, sift through Wikipedia and, you know, um, research papers and learn about. So there has to be a, a deep technological curiosity beyond just the means to an end, right? You would think. Really? <laughs> you would think. Uh, maybe. Is it? So, like, would I do this for fun just for the heck of it, right? Like, that would be kind of like the question. Uh, maybe. I mean, I did. Uh, I did some game development back in the day, and I thought that was pretty cool, right? Getting into video games. You're breaking the that... whole conception of what I think of a chief technology officer, Stephen. This is this is very <laughs> difficult for me. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I think even if no matter what your like approach is and your stance on technology and and uh, in your your field as well, I think it comes down to what's what's mo- what's driving you, what. What's pushing you forward? What's going to make sure that you're 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 succeeding and you're always at the forefront? It happens that technology has to be there in order for you to accomplish it. If it was wizardry and magic, like I would probably I'd probably be doing that. But it's this is as close as we get. This we is get, as close we get as technology. we get. So Andreessen wrote the famous piece: "Software is eating the world." You're evidently a you know a key figure and and sh- improving that software is eating the world. I I love the analogy that you made to AT&T's, you know, hardware solution versus a software solution. Uh, obviously, Andreessen, that, that's that's what he touches on, that the fact that you can scale at practically no cost and, and get exponential increase in usage for a relatively linear increase in cost. I mean, that's that's the name of the game. But but it must not be that smooth of a journey over 10 years. It can't all be, all be you know, butterflies and whistles, right? So so what, what are some, what, talk to me some of the hurdles that you passed through and, and how you overcame them. Well, yeah, we're software and we make, we, we're human since we, we make mistakes, but we're really good at realizing those mistakes. Okay. And that's probably like the best part of humanity is like, I would say that's our strongest asset, mm-hmm. right? Is being able to recognize mistakes and fixing them. Uh, and we're, we're, we're not available. We've made mistakes. Some of our client SDKs are connectors to our network. Mm-hmm. We're running on AT&T phones mm-hmm. and there was an upgrade that they made, which caused some sort of incompatibility thing, and it 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 made the d- device connect and disconnect over and over and over. And we had to create new cipher uh, cipher keys every single connection because we're we want to make sure the connection's secure. And then it caused, and it was a slow rollout, and they did an upgrade, and eventually all the phones, all the AT and T phones in America were doing this they were doing connect disconnect over and over and we're like what's going on we can't we didn't have any logging at the at layer five and we didn't know we just we just saw that the the cpus were going to the roof we're like what's going on what's going on it turned it turned out that we had a, a faulty reconnect logic inside of our sdk for the particular sdk that at&t was using on their phones and in order to to, to solve that we had to get all at&t's IP block space that they owned for the cell network and then route them to a specific destination. So that way we can get the rest of the traffic healthy. It was, it was, that happened this year. Wow. That was this year. Yeah. And it was, it was very tragic and it was very heartbreaking. Uh, and we, we did, we did hurt, we did harm some of our customer relationships, but we, we were able to figure out what the problem was and we solved it. And in the future, if we were run into this again, we have, we have, the tools ready. Right. I, I, I love 
going back to what you said that as you know humanity or we're really good at is identifying the mistakes we're making and, and hopefully solving them I, I don't think that you know all of humanity is good at doing that uh, i can think of a few key examples <laughs> where we're not necessarily good at doing that but 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 but, but i love the I, I love the fact that you, that you are uh, taking the lessons and and being very direct about it being very intentional about the lessons that you've learned there uh, owning that that mistake and, and and improving upon it and and i think that's that's the responsibility of being a leader and a market leader in something as crucial as multiplayer communication. What were some of the most enjoyable moments of this 10-year journey as an entrepreneur? That's uh, working, working with the customers. That still, still, still is today. Being able to see them like, wow, is it really that easy? Yeah. It's, it's, if I could make it easier, I would, I would. And I am working on that right now, making it easier, faster, better, stronger. That's we're not we're not done yet, but just getting like some of our biggest customers are multiplayer games for mobile phones. Wow, they're 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 huge, and they have the largest player base and the most loyal player base as right. well. And so they, they, we need to make sure they're happy, right? Because we want to keep their revenues growing as well, our customers' revenue, and just just being able to provide that and say this is us, we can do that for you, uh, is is very satisfying, right? It's it's very satisfying. I don't know. Right. Are there are there some lessons that you learned as a technology leader in the company? Because you're both obviously you're 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 leading people, but you're also leading technology. And and, and sometimes it, it feels that there's this like weird intermixing between the different roles of the you know the CEO, the CTO, especially in core technology companies. How how do you look at your role as a CTO in terms of leadership? What's well, uh uh, but by example, I would say probably, I mean, I kind of like think of it from that. I mean, if you're kind of going down, like, cause there's different flavors of CTOs, if you ask, and this is, this is actually a common question. It's like, what do you, what do you do with CTO? Those kinds of, those kinds of things. Like, well, really, what, what are you asking? Really? Like, what are you, what are you trying to get at? Like, usually these are other technology folks who are asking me this question right. that are either in that role or about to go in that role. And it's very different. Some are, are VPs of engineering and they operate the team uh, and sort of manage managers and, and sort of help structure that out and create like, uh, you know, trajectories and career paths. Right. Right. There's, there's that kind. Uh, there's also um, innovators, right? So at a larger companies, you've got these principal engineers or, right. or CTOs and they, they look for the frontier. They're yes. like, what's new? What's, what's amazing? What can we do to our company to make it more secure make it a uh, billion dollars richer, right. right? With modern technologies, how can we inject those techs into, and so there's, for me though, I'm an entrepreneur, like I said, it's a little different. So I, I focus on what can we do? What metrics can we monitor over the years sure. and for our teams to be able to be more successful, right? And to know that they're successful even before they get like a, a review, right? The annual review type situation. How, how do we do that? How do we make the business scale? How do we solve training, right? Because for, for us, though, it's really hard because the language is different. Yeah. Every single customer they come to us, they're like, we need, we need real-time geography map updates. And now you've got a wholly different than multiplayer, multiplayer connectivity. And I need to make sure that we have these technologies and we can filter these and we have this number. It's just a different conversation each time. So it's, it's hard. 
So that's kind of things that we solve. I love that. Steven, I wish we could talk on for another hour about this. It's just so fascinating. But unfortunately, I, for some weird reason, I called the show 20-Minute Leaders instead of Hour Minute Leaders. <laughs> uh, so th- thank you for being so generous with your time. Uh, I love to end with my favorite question, which is three words that you would use to describe yourself. Uh, wait, that's like, you're hold on a second. <laughs> That's a really hard one to do. It's the you should have like question. prepared me for that one. <laughs> so uh, maybe you did, and I didn't read the email. No, no, no. I, I apologize for that, but but it, but it is my favorite question. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not holding you accountable for those three words off the top of your mind. What what words come to you when you think of who who? What is the type of leader you are? How would your co-founder, you know, think of of Stephen Blum? About um, realization and overly excited. I love that. I'm holding back. <laughs> like, I love that. I'm holding back right now. I'm like, <laughs> I love that. Steven, thank you so much. This was wonderful, really inspiring. Uh, and, and I love following your journey. Thank you for being a great supporter seven years ago of my project. Uh, yeah, I'm very, very thankful for that. And stay safe and stay healthy throughout this pandemic. Yeah, it's it been great. Thank you. Thank you for the time. And uh, same to you. Thank you very much. Hey.